big B and that B stands for bands. If you want to see some real ass, baby, here's your chance. If you don't jump to put jeans on, baby, you don't feel my pain. Shout out to House of Derrion. I can't argue with these lazy bitches. Jesus. I, I just can't do raised it. my price. Y'all better fucking know who the fuck we talking about. We stand. Like, clearly, we stand. We stand so hard that we have to come to the top of the show just with a say. disclaimer. Just to let y'all know that we saw. We were there. We, too, were there when Beyonce I dropped the atomic here. bomb on the timeline. <laughs> I was here. I was really here. Don't like, stick too I, much. I have lived. I have learned. Literally. We have seen it. <laughs> we're good. I'm a better person than I was yesterday. We were all here. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. She knew we needed her. We just need the people to know that we taped this episode prior to Beyonce dropping the atomic bomb that was the Savage remix on the timeline on April 29th, 3 p.m. Eastern time, if you had title. And we haven't been the same since. I don't know if the people who you hear in that episode really reflect who we are post the Savage remix. I am not the same person. BB before Beyonce. Hope in between Savage remix replays, you give it, you give it your all. You know, just give it your ear. Happy listening. Welcome to the very first episode of OK Now Listen, a bi-weekly show where we chat about what's on our minds, what we're binging, and what's blowing up our timelines. We're your hosts. I'm Sylvia Obell, a culture writer, host, producer, and lover of Beyonce. And I'm Scotty Beam, a media personality, content creator, music enthusiast, and a wing connoisseur, honey. We're so hyped to be bringing you this show in collaboration with Netflix and Strong Black Lead. I feel like this is going to be a special place for us to really go deep on the things that we're passionate about. Like... I'm really excited to go in all the way about my favorite music hot takes. Yes. And I can't wait to have a place to talk about all my favorite classics, but also rant about all the secret white shit I'm into. Don't judge me. Word to Downton Abbey. The hell is Downton Abbey? <laughs> anyway, I can't wait to share the two white shows that I secretly stand. <laughs> two of them. All right. That's two too damn much. This is a safe space. Only two? You sure? I have, okay, I may have, you know what? I may have <laughs> but we'll, like you know what? four. We'll save it for another time. I was just trying to fact check for the people. Okay. You know what I okay. mean? <laughs> okay. I, know. <laughs> I, may have, I, may have, I may have a handful. <sighs> but we have so much in store for y'all on this podcast that we can't wait for y'all to hear. But first, we wanted to spend some time introducing ourselves and sharing with y'all how we ended up here doing this podcast together. I'll start by sharing a little bit about me. I am an entertainment journalist. I am an HBCU grad, proud Aggie pride, which is where my love for journalism began. And I have been in this industry for almost 10 years, really just working my way through from a local newspaper, internships in Kentucky, like covering farmer's market, boring things, to... Going to grad school at Columbia Journalism School to help me get into the New York market and work at companies like Essence and BuzzFeed, where most people know me from. And that's it about me. I'm also from New Jersey. I'm 30. I'm an Aquarius. I like long walks on the beach and I have 
a nice smile and brown. I know if you're into that kind of thing. I don't know. I'm not okay. saying I'm here looking for a man or anything. That's not. Okay. <laughs> that's not what this platform is for. Sylvia. I'm sorry. You really giving niggas ASL? Right I got now? a little. You, you know. AOL. Chat when you say vibes. bio and don't give me like specifics, it can go anywhere. And you know what? If you if you think it's so easy, go ahead, Diani. Let's see. Let's go ahead and see. First of all. No, it's not easy because I can't talk about myself. I refuse. Um, so, yeah, I am I was born in the Bronx, uh, raised in New Jersey, started out in radio, uh, left radio because I got really, really um, comfortable there. Um, I had to leave the nest. It was my home. So decided to take a leap out on faith and try other things, which meant being a host, tried, you know, being a model. Uh, doing Stop saying try, please. I'm sorry to interrupt. She's a Wilhelmina doing, model. Doing <laughs> these things. Doing these things. Uh, and yeah, just creating content. Uh, just look me up. Like, I, I can't, I'm not going to list all the things because it's hard to do. And I am very, very humble. So I refuse <laughs> to go through the list. But I love my friends. I love my family. <laughs> and I love All right, that was names. my turn to cut you off. Not you shouting out. <laughs> Your friends and family. <laughs> I love my friends. I love my family. And I love you. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. Thank you. Refreshments are in the back. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say to you guys. Now, this is the real talk. People really want to know how, one number one, we became friends, where that was, <laughs> and how it started. And Sylvia, you know, you tell stories way better than I can. So, you start. I don't know about way, but I hear you. I mean, I I do think our friendship is something that makes this show so unique. You know, this wasn't no girl band that was put together by Diddy. <laughs> Say making the podcast. We were friends first. Right. We've been friends for years. We have Shout a, to Baps. Shout out to <laughs> Okay. Shout out to Baps. I need my hair done. <laughs> but, I definitely need my hair done. But, Go ahead. but we met. A few years ago, three or four years ago at Essence Fest, I wish I love that the origin of our friendship is such a black ass story. We met at Essence. We were both there early. We were there working the festival for various people and things. And our good friend Gia Peppers brought us together. She was have I, I remember I hit her up. She told me she was having dinner with some friends to come meet them. What I loved is that it was just a whole adventure. We It was a girls' dinner having fun. You know, somehow we got into, like, this crazy chase with men because mm. they were trying to talk to us, and things got a little crazy, so we tried to run right. and hide. It, it's only tried. It's only tried because <laughs> Sylvia decided you know that what? she had to pee You're not in the middle do this. of our getaway <laughs> it's a couple of my business. run. We were running very fast, and somehow Sylvia had to pee while running. I just want to say, I just want to say that we had a lot of drinks at that dinner and it's not my fault that. But who has the idea to say (laughs) while getting away? I wasn't going to be, I was slowing us down. I have to pee. I was slowing us down. Our life was not in danger. Let's be. Our life was in danger. We were not in danger. We were, it was just, we were just trying to get away from, we were trying to get away from guys who just weren't trying to leave us alone. Street harassment is a real thing. Um, and, and which is dangerous. <laughs> and it's dangerous. Again, and it's not a dangerous. joke. And we, you know, sometimes for women, it's uncomfortable to try to tell men they got to go. But I want to say that that's not the point. The point is, is that we had a wonderful adventure that ended up on Bourbon Street where all friendships start. And <laughs> we danced the night away. Yeah. 
Rest in peace to my knee. Rest in that is where Scotty messed up her knee. If you've always been hearing her talk about it, she's messed it up, twerking yes. her life away on Bourbon Real low. Street. You, the Meg Super Stallion low. knees. Meg would have been proud. She would have been proud. So yes, um, Drake ain't know what he was talking about when he said no new friends because <laughs> I I do yeah. think that and I I think I had that mindset too. Where at a certain age, I don't think you think you're gonna keep meeting close friends that will feel as close to you as people who you met in college or high school, but. I definitely had that connection with you, Aquarius Libra connection with you, and it's been love ever since. That whole experience was great and ended up building friendships that are going to stand the test of time. So I'm very happy Same. to for for <laughs> Essence Fest. Like yes. that was incredible. Yeah. Okay, so right now there's a lot happening in the world, and we figured for this episode. We would share what we've been doing and what's our thoughts on what's been going on. So, Sylvia, I miss you. I haven't seen you in a month of Sundays, sis. <laughs> like, how you living? How you making it through? Girl, I'm just over here tired of my sink and my stove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, child, the cooking. I'm so the tired cooking. of cooking. But, you know, oh. one of the main things that has been helping me get through this is verses, I have got to say. Shout out to Swiss beats and timberland for seizing the moment and giving the culture something to do because lord knows we've been bored as hell in the house by getting together Mm -hmm. on ig live and doing these you know battles and i think for i for one have been watching these things like pay-per-view heavyweight fights and i know there's been a lot of them you know the tim and swiss started off themselves Neo and Janta yes. was a, a highlight for me because Janta Austin was like, y'all gonna learn who the fuck I am today. Hello. And we learned. Y'all was sleep. That, he, that nigga's written and everything. Janta is cute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he got, he got a little zaddy. Janta he got, got a little the, zaddy he vibe. He's he very classy. <laughs> classy. I love you a classy man. He had the proper glass for the damn cognac. I, that's Absolutely. just a little, like, I can't get past that. That's class. That's wealth, okay? Mm-hmm. That is black excellence. And that's what that was probably the classiest battle of them all, to be honest. And Neo and did his thing as well during that. And then we also, another favorite was T-Pain and Lil John. The South rose again during that battle. That's the only one I missed. (laughs) Oh my god, it was such a good time. It was like college because they. I think when I when we were in college, it was all it was them. Like it was them. High school, college, that was them. But the one we have to talk about today is before. No, no, no. Stop, y'all. You gonna stop today? What I do? Primo versus RZA. Don't. Oh yeah, that was just look. That's the one I. That's the one I missed by accident. Yeah. Oh yeah. So don't you dare. I almost cried watching that versus battle. You know, like, because the music literally will put fire in my heart. Back when I used to knuck in Indeed Buck, <laughs> I, I was one for a good Wu-Tang beat. You hear me? Like, quickly. In or the pre- streets. Well, first, let me just let this, know, let this be known right now. I'm a big Primo fan. Huge, and I thought Primo was going to win by far. Like I was like, "That nigga gonna get him the fuck up out of here," but he didn't. Res- you know, they 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 really went ham on each other. It was incredible. But n- needless to say, yes, we're not gonna skip over RZA versus Primo. That was legendary, legendary. It was. So yes, now we can get on to the old head battle that everyone loved <laughs> so so much. Let's introduce this first. So we we the one we have to dive into because we are eagerly ready to talk about it is Babyface versus Teddy Riley. Yes. Um I these don't know two where men you've been if you didn't hear about this. 
we're gonna just all say they're legends obviously all respect to their catalogs babyface has written everything except the bible but mm-hmm. these two kings when we found out that they were gonna come together and go head to head we were excited we were thrilled and then <laughs> chaos ensued <laughs> Because yeah. of a one uncle, Teddy Riley, and his the most the Harlem most ways. <laughs> Shout out to Harlem who <laughs> refuse to do the least. They always and forever will do the most, and that's exactly what he did. His tech was terrible, and he's messed. He messed up the battle. It took three, to my count, three times for this versus battle to actually work successfully. <sighs> First time it got rescheduled because Babyface had the coronavirus and Teddy was trying to make it be on somebody else's platform. Niggas was like, no. You know, mm-hmm. IG Live actually got rid of the time limit for them, which I think was amazing. And they weren't, they, so they didn't have to keep restarting. And we thought that was going to make it easy. But then Teddy showed up to the rescheduled event with a whole Gap Band. The whole Gap Band, Earth, Wind, and Fire, everybody was there. And none of them knew how to work a computer, a laptop, a mic. There were 17 Oscars. But they can show enough dance in the background. (laughs) Yeah, that's what they did. And And that's exactly what they did. We got like three songs and it ended because Babyface was frustrated. We were all frustrated. And it was time for Babyface to go to sleep. Number one, it was too late. It was too late for (laughs) Babyface. It was way too late. He just got over that, you know, the virus, like, no, I'm not going to stay up and wait for you to figure it out. I've figured it out. And I was by myself. He did not survive the Rona for this. It's the end of it. Like, Babyface right. did not survive the Rona to have to deal no. with Teddy Riley's foolishness. Mm. And yet, his love for the culture, he did it anyway. And I'll always love Kenneth for this. I will always love Babyface for doing this, even though I'm sure we will probably never see his black ass again on Instagram after this because I know he's fed up with us. But it has to be noted that Black people are resilient in ways beyond what you know to be. Because when we thought, just when I thought it was over for my Saturday Night Entertainment, Black Twitter took over and gave me some of the best laughs via memes and tweets that I've had on Twitter in a very long time. It was the funniest shit ever. I have literally cried tears. (laughs) Cried tears because of my timeline. I've never laughed that hard over Twitter. That shit was hilarious. So the verses, I think, for me, is a good example of IG Live being used during this time to bring up fun content. It's like having live concerts for fans who, you know, as everybody's going through these hard times at home with the coronavirus, I think that's beautiful. I think DJ D-Nice and the other DJs who have used the platform as well have been really great to see, and I've really enjoyed them, especially earlier on when I was dealing with the withdrawal of just outside not being able to be outside. Um, but I do have to say that it is taking me so long to scroll through my IG live stories at this point <laughs> that I'm a little, are you yes. overwhelmed? Are you overwhelmed? Oh because it's God. just, there's so, I just feel like every time I open up Instagram, there's like 20 people on IG live at once. Well, it took me like weeks to actually get on this IG live thing like this, let the bug bite me. But I, did not understand the urgency of IG Live. Why everyone, which could have been a FaceTime call, honestly. Half of them you could guys, be FaceTime calls. A lot of these could have been FaceTime it could have, calls. That's it true. could have. But you decided to make it public and make it something. I guess a discussion for all of you guys, all three of y'all, because some of y'all only have one person in there watching y'all have a conversation, which I don't no. understand. Just delete it and include that person in the group chat. 
Just no, make it a group chat. You don't have to. Or Zoom. You know what I'm saying? There's so many different things, but you don't need. There's so many apps other than Instagram. To make it an IG live. You know, I do think that there is a lot of good content being put out there. I do think we want to say that. Like, I've really enjoyed some of the conversations and inspirational things and creative ways that certain creatives have been able to take opportunity and, like, feed their energy during this time. I do think, though, it was really interesting to see how many people felt the urgency of, like, I got to do this because what? What what if I just rest? Will that be a problem? And I think that speaks to the bigger problem of just like the fact that we haven't been taught that it's okay to be still. People are so afraid to be present and be and just be. Yeah, just be. But you know, at the end of the day, we get that everybody right now is just trying to survive the best they can. I think people are really looking for con- human connection while feeling isolated. And if IG Live is how you connect with your three friends instead of FaceTime, and I guess you know, do you boo boo? But I also think that, you know, it's been great to see the community happen in a lot of other ways and thus feel like we get that connection and fellowship in other places, too. Like, for me, that's Twitter and live tweeting, you know, things like Last Dance and Insecure with Black Twitter because it does make me feel less alone during these times and I can laugh and, like, have exchanges with my friends as if we are all watching the living room like we always do. Yeah. And Sunday night is always a highlight for me because Insecure is back and with Black Twitter bored and nothing else to do but fight over these folks, it's been a good time on Twitter. And this past Sunday was, for me, one of my favorite episodes probably since the Coachella episode last season, which was fucking hilarious. One of the, the highlights had to have been when Issa got real about how she feels about Lawrence and now being a better partner to Condola because in part because of the work she put into him and how that wasn't her experience and now she's watching another woman profit off of the potential that she nurtured for a bit. And I think that that was such a common thing for women. And Scotty, you really brought up a good point on the timeline um, about this idea of, women feeling like, you know, you dated a man and you built him up to be this person, or at least you dated him while he was doing what he was trying to do to become the person he is now, and then another girl gets the benefits. I spoke about women wanting to be Bobisha the Builder, right? Basically. <laughs> Wait, who was Bobisha the Builder? Bob the Builder, but Bobisha. No, like I'm getting I'm saying. I love, <laughs> I love me a whole, I love me a whole project, right? I love to help people help people as much as I possibly can. And if I see potential in somebody, I want them to reach that potential that I see. They might not even see it. You know what I'm saying? But I see it. So I want to help you reach it. And I'll do whatever Mm. it takes to get you there because I love you and I care for you. Yeah, and I think it's something that a lot of us can relate to. Like I said, I mean, are you saying, Scotty, that you've built up a man or two in your day? I've built up plenty of men in my day. (laughs) But also... Also, mm, I had to stop looking at these people as items. Ooh, like project. they're mm. not right. They're not projects. They're people. They're yes. humans. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And they don't belong to you. They're not entitled to stay with you after you've helped them. So, yes, I get that totally. But before, when I was younger, I was like, "Nigga, no! I <laughs> built you from the ground up. You I can't made go you. nowhere. Are you crazy? I made you." Five beats a day for three summers with your ass. <laughs> and your ass want to sit here. 
are you dead ass? Five beats a day. No, you staying here. You are here to stay. That's what I'm saying. We 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 see these people as actual like objects. We can't. They're people. No, yeah, it's a possessive thing. I I I get that 100. percent Like there are people with journey. Like this shit is community service, ladies. It's community service. It's volunteer work. Damn, you are not getting free, paid. You free, are not getting free. paid. <laughs> you are no not budget. getting paid for this. You can, hopefully you make it off the exposure. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like Promo they want us to do. <laughs> because Nigga. this shit is this is community service. This is free labor. It's slavery right. depending on the man. Right. So or per woman, you know. I mean, it's a fact. <laughs> fact. Sometimes it fact. can feel like slavery. But, but free yourselves but is all true. I'm saying. It, it, but it but it does hurt. It hurts a lot to see yeah the whomever it is that comes after you reap the benefits of what you wanted what you wanted this whole time yeah and they finally understood at the end after they go after they go to get what the fuck i was yelling about for four years (laughs) now you want to stay committed to a job for this bitch Why we both give her the same right. <laughs> Condoleezza? <laughs> really? Oh, God. I feel you. But you know, something I have told myself to try to make it better for me is that I kind of see start seeing this shit as an ecosystem. Like, each one, teach one, give one, grow one, <laughs> receive one back. <laughs> like, it's an ecosystem. It's like, I've, I've, I've done my work for the community, and I am just waiting right. to reap my rewards. <laughs> like, who's man? Because there was a tweet that cracked me up where it was like, I can't wait <laughs> to be with a nigga that another bitch raised. Like, me excited for that. Like, that's where I'm at in my life. I feel like I've done my part. I have contributed to the ecosystem. And I'm just waiting to reap my rewards now. You know what I mean? Like, and I I won't even be mad at it. Because it's like, I really felt Issa on this season when she was joking with Condola. I'm not going to call her Condoleezza again. When she was joking with Condola about, like, LOL, yeah, you know, you out here with my ex. Where yours? Can I get one of yours? Like, that's where I'm at. Right. Like, shit. Where are your exes that you raised up so that we can we can come up and rise as a people together? Very true. You ever think you've been somebody's project? Because mm. I've asked other women and other women said no. I think the sad thing for me is I kind of feel like it was more like I was broken and then I had to do the work to put myself back right. together thank so I wouldn't you. be broken for somebody thank else. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I was my own project. I helped myself out. Self, I self, built myself self-love, back self-care, up. Self-love, self-care, self-building. After you've broken tons of time. So I think, yeah, I totally agree. I've, I've built myself. Even, you know, even the mistakes that I've made in relationships – they wasn't going for that. It wasn't like they were saying, they're like, no, I can see the potential in her. I'm going to stay even though she cheats. I'm going to stay with her ass because I know what kind of woman she is inside. No, y'all leave. And then I have to figure it out. I have to put the pieces back <laughs> Y'all together. leave. And when I get a little too crazy, you're gone. Meanwhile, you're I'm gone. here fighting for I gotta this. I got to walk on eggshells. And you run it. And you run it. Now, I will say that I have definitely done a lot of growing. I'm not saying that. I'm not sitting here saying I was the perfect girlfriend. I'm not going to sit here and say that to nobody. I was. I like I, to point out that I was the perfect <laughs> girlfriend. I mean, I, I mean. I am the perfect girlfriend. I am pretty. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to comment on that. But what I am going to say is that I. You're going to comment on what? 
excuse me excuse me we're real friends we're real friends on here and you will not come on here in disrespect i didn't say you know the time and work i put into this thing that i'm in let me tell you something i will tell you this scotty any man that has you was lucky to have you and he needs to understand that i will say that i ain't saying nobody out here is perfect but i'm saying damn you almost try to molly me in my situation Ooh, well, you know, you know, and this is the point, and this is what Issa and Molly are not doing, is asking each other right up front if they feel a right. way. If you've ever had to sit down and have a head-to-head with a friend and, like, hope that it goes well, we've been there, sometimes in the same room. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> and it's not easy. No. And, you know, it doesn't always go well. But the point right. is, is that it has to happen because it's like a rejection. I get it's like a, it's a version of being afraid of rejection. But at the end of the day, it's better to know where things stand than to drag them out. It's never better to drag it out. Right. And I think that that's right. what we're going to see um, in this friendship. And I also think that that's kind of what's happening with the quarantine I, with people being separated from their friends. I kind of want to dive into that a bit, oh, with yeah. you, Scotty, because I do feel like oh, people right now, if you're used to your friendships and your, your squads or your crew or whatever y'all calling each other these days, always hanging out every Friday at last lap, or like, or always, you know, like, <laughs> shout out to our friends. Or always, <laughs> or always, you know, going to the movies or like whatever, you know. Right now could be a really confusing time for certain people because they're learning how their friends communicate when apart for long periods of time. Right. And communication is not, you, you realize how strong or weak your communication skills are. Yes. Yes. Right. So... With friendships, the expectations are extremely high, right? Mm. For, for Like, a lot of y'all, I've seen, if you don't hit me up, if you haven't hit me up by now, you're not a real friend. I don't even want you to hit me up in real life. When, when real life starts to set in for real, I don't want you to call me. I'm like, wait, nigga. I'm trying to figure out if I'm about to be broke next week. You sitting here yelling at me for not doing check-ins? Like, yeah. and it's a lot, like... I don't think people are really realizing, too, yes, this is your friend, but this is somebody's daughter or son. This is somebody's mother or father. Somebody's employee trying to figure out how to keep making money. There are many layers to your friend. You know what I'm saying? So don't just think that they belong and they're entitled to you specifically. They have a lot of things going on, just like you do. You want them to check in with you because you want to talk about certain shit, but there is certain shit that's going on with them that maybe they don't want to talk about. This is the best time to figure out what kind of friend you are. Mm. Like, Mm. this is your best, this is the best time to really figure out, hey, what do I need from my friends? Yeah. And what can I give to them right now? And how can I understand them more as people? (laughs) Not just friends, but people. It's about taking inventory. Right. It's an important time to know who your friends are and understand that. And also just, I think we all could benefit from giving each other more grace, showing each other more grace. The love can be equal. Like I know that Scotty and I love each other fully as friends, even if we only speak once a week or if I only FaceTime her. Like I think I maybe we've maybe FaceTimed three times during this, you know, quarantine of like six or seven weeks. And it's not... It's never a thing where I think that, oh, she loves me less or not. It's a thing where it's like, I know Scotty's not really, that's not really her thing. Like, I have friends who I talk to every day, and I don't think that they love me more. Every day? You got friends you got to, you talk to every day? Well, like, 
Not see. Well, here's the thing. I'm also not every day. day. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, like, but I have friends that maybe every other day. I definitely think like it's only a couple because I I have also I'm thankful that that list is small because I only have tolerance for it in small doses. Like I also right. me and me and you are similar. Me and uh, Scotty have been skipping a lot of Zoom brunches, a lot of Zoom I dates, refuse. a lot of a lot of things because we do like to be alone. And I think that's what like yes. that's what makes our friendship a good balanced friendship is because we both like that alone time. So honestly, a lot of times it's a relief for me that Scotty does not need me to FaceTime her every day because I don't know if I have mm-hmm. that in me. Thank God for the friends who understand though, or who just like me, I will text you, hey, hope you're well. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that you need from me, let me know. That's it. You ain't gotta text me back. You don't gotta text me back. I, I don't live off of text backs. I'm good. I send out a solid paragraph or maybe two sentences that will let you know that I am here for you still. Yeah. I'm around. If you need to, if I haven't heard from you for a while, then I'm definitely sending that out. But I know that everybody's going through. We are going through a crisis. There's literally crisis. a pandemic, and it's People. not even. It's not even like a. There we're not exaggerating. We're not exaggerating. And I do think literally, yeah. <laughs> she's over here like cheersing. God. But yes, it's a thing. It's it's a thing, and I do think that it's important. So, yeah, show friends grace. But I also want to tap in before we wrap up about you and how you are feeling. Because you talked about, we talk about how we're feeling with our friendships. But how are you, Scotty Beam, feeling during this quarantine, this COVID-19 quarantine lockdown that we are in? Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm feeling great. Well, now I'm feeling better. I think... All right, guys. So I've been crying. I'm whispering because <laughs> I am in the house with what, another what human being, and I have never in my life—I I hope y'all are hearing me right—I've never spent this much time with a person in my life. Send help, but I—and he's a Gemini. Please, if you can send your prayers over to my email, I will give it to you. Um, but. I <laughs> I am learning so much about myself right now, now that I've allowed myself to listen to myself and, you know, finally practicing meditating again because I stopped meditating a while back. But now I'm, I have time to mm, do that. Mm. But in the beginning, you know, I am so I am one to focus on money. Right. If yes. I'm losing money, mm. I am losing my mind. <laughs> and so I had to figure out. What that balance looked like, yeah. you know, if I can balance that and how can I budget and shout out to the budget Nista who, uh, yes. you know, again, for those IG lives that helped me, you know, in these workshops that helped me put my money in order, get it together so that I won't be frustrated or upset about anything um, regarding finances. Thankfully, right now, by the grace of God, Jesus himself, tabernacle, but <laughs> I will say that I'm doing. Yeah, because you're. I mean, you're a freelancer, and a lot of freelancers right now are going through it. Right, and so you know, these brands also like to play ghetto games with you (laughs) in these nets, talking about, oh, we're gonna send it to you net thirty, net forty five, net 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 ninety, whatever y'all think about. Net never run up in that bitch and turn it. (laughs) Net never (laughs) net murder (laughs) net. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all right, net my ass, but yeah. Other than that, like, um, I haven't been good, Silvio. How you been? I know, guys, also, you will learn that I call her Silvio. It will come out, <laughs> but it's Silvio. Don't call her Silvio. Don't don't That's you me. call me Silvio. Please don't. Cause right. <laughs> it's, 
And in case you're confused, it's because my last name's O'Bell. Oh, get it? Okay. Yeah, so. Um, so, yeah. I mean, for me, unlike <laughs> unlike my good friend Scotty, I would like to quote our good our other friend, Jasmine Lawson, who said, while Scotty's over here complaining about arguing with a man, some of us are only here talking to dishes and plates in the sink because we're But them alone. niggas don't talk back. <laughs> Yeah, but they don't talk back. They don't have nothing smart to say where you say, hey, I might catch a but you know what else they don't charge do? in They here. don't make cute videos. They don't make charge. cute dance videos with you. They don't react to your, your favorite three scenes weeks. from yeah, your rom-com. And then I got to see you again? <laughs> Nigga, what? You still here? <laughs> you still here? No, I got to lie. I need my own space, and I'm very, I'm very glad that I have my own space right now. I think for me, I had to make that call. I think it's about knowing yourself. I think this, like you said, this thing was really about knowing ourselves. And I'm somebody who will go crazy if I don't even have like my own corner of my own room or my own space to be. Oh my god! I'm thankful that this happened to me in a time in my life where I live in an apartment that I like. Lord knows if this would happen yeah. to me in my early twenties, the ghetto it would have been. The ghetto it would have been. Yeah. Um, but I've been I've been good. I just hope that one day outside opens up again and that, you know, when I do finally meet a man that I can have a wedding with more than fifty people and my, my grandmother can be there because she's not at risk. Like these are the things I think about is what I mean. I get it. As long as that's the case and as long as we have a bag or two to carry us through, I'm gonna be we gonna be okay. We, we gonna, gonna be, be all, right. all right. Word to Kendrick Lamar. Shout out to Kendrick. But I am glad, Sylvia, that you are doing okay. On a lighter note, at the end of every show, we have a segment called Putting You On, okay? Where we put you on to the things that we enjoy in hopes that you too will enjoy these things. So, Sylvia, what you putting the listeners on to today? Today, I want to put the listeners on to a little show that's not really a little show, but I don't think it's talked about enough called All American. I think All American is the CW's best kept secret. And I say that because the CW doesn't tend to have shows that I really love. Um, but I really loved All American because it was more than what it looked like on the surface. Initially, I saw like, oh, well, high school kids, football, whatever, whatever, Tay Diggs, being a coach. All right. But I watched it when it was on Netflix. I rewatched, I mean, I watched season one when it was on Netflix and I really loved it. I really was impressed with, you know, how it delves into the Beverly Hills versus Crenshaw, whatever lifestyles. And like, I do, I loved seeing new black faces. So I, for one, really would like people to check out All American. You know what I mean? It has... It's 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 young. I would say it's kind of like Beverly. I don't know, it's kind of like no nine hundred two one zero meets what Scotty. You've seen it. Nine hundred two one zero meets. I have no. And I don't want. Think. I'm not here for your opinions. I'm just. I mean, I'm just. Take, no, I'm I'm just, just <laughs> want to know what you think. How you would describe what the show is? Because I know we have different views. I, I mean, love I think the it's, show. <laughs> we both I love, love the it. Show. And I don't say I love, I love everybody show. I on the show. I just want to throw a meditation <laughs> book at Spencer because the man is so stressed. He gets frustrated for, often. Oh my god, I've never seen. But he's the youth. So stressed. He's a he's a youth. Do you remember our Facebook status at that age? They were crazy. They were emotional. Well, no. They're yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, they were su- super emotional. <laughs> but I mean, golly, I have never in my life heard community so many times. Community. <laughs> community. This is, this is my father else. left me in something else. Oh my God. But yeah, no, I love that show. Check it out. Just check it out. It's a good binge. I love it. It's on Netflix and it's something to do. How about you, Scotty? What you got okay. for us? 
I got. Okay, guys, listen to me. Hear me out. Oh, boy. Okay? Now listen, for real. Peaky fucking blinders. You hear me? Peaky fucking blinders. I love this damn show. It's called Peaky Blinders, guys, but you understand why I said peaky fucking blinders. If you like, (laughs) like... Action with a dash of all right looking British men in like these newsboy <laughs> caps laced with razor blades. Like, I, I that's what I see. Like, I, I love, I want to see it. I'm here for it. I love it. It's about what do these British men do. Um, they're hood rats, they are clear <laughs> and it's very clear. This it's about this hood rat family, the Shelby family, who literally do whatever it takes to get their coin. You hear me. And it's mm. about that action. It's a lot of fighting, a lot of fire, a lot of slow motion walks. If you're into that too, a lot of slow mo. <laughs> you know that dramatic Ooh, shit. Tom Hardy's in it. Yeah, no, that's a fine looking. Oh, Tom Hardy right is there. definitely in it. It's Ooh. a few baddies. There's a few little baddies in there. It's only okay. And it's on Netflix. You can watch yes. it on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Um, it's a British period crime uh, drama. Peace. So drama. it's really really good, and I'm for it. Um. I just wow. I love it so much. I would just like to point out for the people that Scotty uh-uh, shut recommended up, shut up. a white show shut up, shut up, shut up, before shut up. I did. No. And I just felt like I just want white this time in history. I, this no, is a black I'm history just, fact no, <laughs> that are, I want added to the list. These are the, okay. these are the hood rats of the whites, though. So I, I feel better. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm just so happy that Scotty recommended a white show before I did because I'm no, here. No, no, I'm about no. to give them to y'all. I'm about to give them to y'all. I promise you. <laughs> I know, but you got the real white show. Ah, this but this is, is a, good. This, this is award winning. I'm Googling it. It looks like this it's won awards and shit. Great. It looks good. I'm going to check it out. Well, all right, fam. That's our show. Thank you so much for tuning into our very first episode. We've enjoyed letting y'all know a little bit about us and the shit we've been chatting about in these group chats over these past mm, few child. weeks. I got a few th- more things, but we'll talk about it in two weeks. Our show is a production of Pineapple Street Studios in partnership with Netflix and Strong Black Lead. Shout out to our team. Executive producers are Max Linsky, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Agarenish Ashagre, and Jasmine Lawson. Our lead producer is Jess Jupiter, and our music is by Amanda Jones. Follow Strong Black Lead on the socials at Strong Black Lead. And follow us too. I'm at Sylvia O'Bell on all platforms. And I am at Scotty Beam on all platforms. This has truly, I mean, I cannot emphasize this enough, been a blast. And I cannot wait till next time. Until then, peace, guys. Peace.